Hey, gang, Husker Nation. Time to review, boys and girls. How did we get here? You are Locked On Huskers, your daily podcast on the Nebraska Cornhuskers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, gang, Derek Pearson here, uh, DP, 93.7 The Ticket in Lincoln, America, right in the middle dab smack in the middle uh we thank you folks uh for making locked on huskers locked on go big red your first stop watch listen of the day each and every single day we bring you this content uh and we hope that you enjoy it. i want to thank the folks from bet online for allowing us to bring you this content the the most odds the props uh the good stuff if you want engagement um case in point on a week where the number one team in the country georgia uh, will lead go into an uh, SEC championship game. They will be a 16 and a half point favorite over LSU. That online is where the game begins. 16 and a half. That's a lot for a championship game. It is indeed. Do me a favor, if you would please, if you have not, subscribe. Hit the subscribe and the alert button so you get the information as soon as we release it. Uh, especially over the course of this week as breaking news announcements, uh, coaching uh, coaching hires, uh, players in and out of the transfer portal, uh, exit interviews uh, that are happening at the building, uh, news on Mickey Joseph, Bill Bush, uh, Ryan Applewhite, except, et cetera. You know, there's going to be news. And so make sure that you're getting the alerts uh, because as soon as we get the news, uh, I'll report it here. Uh, sometimes it'll be locked on today where there's news that we want to break down and there'll probably be one uh, each day this week because I would imagine that the cycle hits and that there'll be tons of uh, information as we go forward. Um, we'll bring you that information bit by bit, piece by piece, and try to break it down for you uh, as well as we can. Uh, so subscribe, like, share, let folks know that this kind of ten is out there. It is greatly appreciated. Um, it, it, to go through all of the talk of, of the changes in Nebraska football, you have to go back and set, set the GPS for how we got here, how we got here. And the season, to me, to me, this is a, is, a, is a tale of three three parts. The season was a tale of three parts. Expectation under Scott Frost, uh, the old regime, right? The old regime and the players that were put in place, uh, the coaches that are put in place, the recruiters who were put in place, folks who were making business decisions, uh, NIL deals in play and trying to figure out how to get players to, to Lincoln, uh, which players were brought in, uh, Casey Thompson was brought in. O'Shawn Mathis was brought in. Uh, Trey Palmer was brought in. Marcus Washington amongst amongst them, right? Uh, athletes that were brought in based on on the, the the openness of the transfer portal, and then the boundaries of of name, image, and likeness. And under the Scott Frost leadership. Um, those players were brought in, uh, coaches were brought in, Mickey Joseph was brought in, uh, Applewhite was brought in, uh, Rayola was brought in. So you, you had you, you had coaches who were brought in to help facilitate a new direction. Uh, some of that was put in play 
uh, by conversations between Trev Alberts and Scott Frost over uh, not being satisfied with the, with the, with the state of the program. They wanted better for the for for the fans. They wanted better for the student athletes, uh, and it did. It was not representative at at in their minds at the level that Nebraska needed to be represented. Early on, of course, the story being as you bring in these new players, uh, and then the 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 some failed recruiting situations and scenarios, uh, those put it all in play, and then the circus began in full with the music. You know, da, 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 da. let's take the road show over to Dublin, Ireland, and against an opponent that everybody was familiar with, everybody knew, everybody uh, was comfortable. There was the, the the expectation that Nebraska was going was was going to Dublin with a really good chance, a favorite chance to beat Northwestern. Like they liked the talent, they liked what was going on. And Northwestern set the stage, but as always is the case, it's the stuff that happens before the game that often dictates the result of the game. And that's what happened in Dublin, Ireland. Uh, meetings not going as planned or not going off as planned, just distractions of, of being in a different space, uh, the focus not always being on the game itself or priority one, which is you beating Northwestern. That's what happens when you get a, you 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 create the traveling roadshow and you go to Dublin. It's an opportunity on national TV with everybody. You know, first game zero week, everybody's watching. Well, everybody was watching, and it didn't go the way as planned. Of course, uh, you know the onside kick call. Uh, the not uh, the inability to stop Northwestern in times of need, um, all that led to a loss. And the spinning wheels of Nebraska coming back, uh, coming back to 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 Lincoln, kind of stunned. Actually, uh, they regrouped. Thank goodness, based on Week One scheduling of North Dakota, they put up 38 points uh, in a 38-17 win. Everybody felt. Okay, well, this is the, the, the we're back on track. This is a thing that uh, we can fix. We can write the ship. Can you write the ship? And you know, leadership is required. Enter Georgia Southern, who came to Lincoln and simply stunned the sea of red. And Nebraska's inability to finish Georgia Southern at home. Uh, it was a gut punch, and it was a realization that there were too many things wrong to go on as they were. The the gloried blue blood program losing a home game, a a mandatory win, a must win home game against Georgia Southern, and not being able to do that indicated time for change. And in fact, there was, and so. On September 10th, uh, after the loss, September 11th, uh, the announcement that Mickey Joseph would be the interim head coach for Nebraska football. And in that, we enter Act 2 of this drama. Act 2. The Mickey Joseph Project. 
Let's call it that. The Mickey Joseph Project. <laughs> uh, act two, what was this going to be? Again, because of the location being one and two and your rival, Oklahoma, coming in uh, to Lincoln, Nebraska. We had to reassess, reevaluate, redirect. We'll talk about Oklahoma in the next couple of weeks. That Mickey Joseph Project. We'll talk about that next time on time. Hey, game! Welcome back to Lockdown Huskers. And again, we thank the folks from Bet Online, where the game begins. Uh, TCU gives me hope for Nebraska because TCU is currently sitting in the top four in the college football bowl rankings and an undefeated season. And if it can happen in Fort Worth, Texas, it most certainly can happen in Lincoln, Nebraska, where it's already happened before. TCU, a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Kansas State. And Nebraska fans will wrinkle their, their brows and their foreheads a bit at the mention of Kansas State playing in a championship game with an opportunity. Ah, because family. <laughs> because of family. But there they are. There's a way. <laughs> There's a way, boys and girls. Uh, do me a favor. Lock lock in to Lockdown Huskers. Uh, subscribe. Like, share this content. It would be greatly appreciated. Uh, we're up over 800, so kudos to you all. Well done uh, in a short stretch. Uh, the Oklahoma game was the introduction. Uh, there's always friction in a drama, and the drama, the friction was, in this case, uh, provided by an Oklahoma team that had a lot at the time they were number six in the country and they had a lot to prove and they had a lot riding on the table. Well, they came in and played like it against a team that quite frankly, didn't have its legs. It didn't know who it was. And Oklahoma trounced Nebraska 49, 14 at home. You got homecoming week. You had a, a bye week where Mickey Joseph uh, could kind of put pieces together and make changes. He made coaching changes uh, along the way. Enter Bill Bush as as a hero in this thing. Uh, they take over in uh, take on Indiana at home, and they put on, quite frankly, a a, a pretty good performance. Uh, one that got folks hyped over over the possibility and what was going on. The the the, the idea that man. We can, we can beat a Big Ten team. Uh, we could beat Georgia Southern at home. But we beat Indiana uh, to improve uh, the record uh, to two and three. And then an interesting Friday night in Piscataway, New Jersey, where in a brawl, in a game that just identified itself as New Jersey Friday night lights, a brawl. And Nebraska hung on and hung on and hung on and then found a way to win the game late, 14-13 over Rutgers. That put the Huskers at 3-3. Three and three. And folks could then kind of turn their eyes because this was the beginning of the gauntlet run. And in the Mickey Joseph Project era of space, missed opportunities are in full play. Winnable game against Purdue in West Lafayette. Huskers lose it 43-37. Uh, stunned a little bit, bothered. Uh, but then here comes number 17, Illinois. 
And they played the game the way Nebraska hopes to play. Physical, run the ball, uh, defensively in the right place at the right time. Inject some friction into this because an injury to Casey Thompson, injuries to Nick Heinrich, uh, Teddy Prohaska, affect Act 2. They affect the Mickey Joseph Project because they have to face P.J. Fleck in Minnesota at home. Uh, outplayed Minnesota for the bulk of the game, literally the bulk of the game, and couldn't get, come away with a win. They lose it 20-13. Uh, to 13. Uh, They then have to travel to Ann Arbor, Michigan, and face what we knew was an elite Michigan team. What we know now was a very elite Michigan team. And in the snow, uh, just too much run game, too much good defense in the right place, disciplined defense. And then back home at Lincoln in the gauntlet, that is, and then you're facing Wisconsin, who are also in the middle of their own project, the, uh, the Jim Leonard project. And so these two interim, co- interim coaches go toe-to-toe, face-to-face, nose-to-nose, and Nebraska leads the game for 59 minutes and 20, 25 seconds. But they can't finish. And there was a sullen feeling. There's a sinking kind of feeling that, ah, missed opportunity. This missed opportunity is going to cost some folks, and it's going to change the program forever. It did, but not so fast. Because in the final game against Iowa last Friday, interim coach Mickey Joseph rallied the troops, rallied the Huskers, got them to play the game of the year. And their ability to get out front, they got out front 24 to nothing. And then they learned the thing that had been uh, lost in them for a long part of, the se- part of the season, which was learning how to finish. And the thing about this was finishing doesn't have to be pretty. It has to be effective. And Mickey Joseph got this Husker team to beat an Iowa team for the first time in seven years on their own turf when Iowa was playing for the Big Ten West Championship. And to my knowledge, the result is that Iowa is no longer playing for the Big Ten Championship. Finished on that note, time to celebrate? Or is it? It wasn't enough, apparently. Doing the thing that you said was important, which was finding a way to beat rival teams in rival games at home or on the road. The bridge between Georgia Southern, Northwestern Georgia Southern, and Iowa is the bridge between islands. The journey, the miles traveled, uh, the friction required over that time, and somehow, this group of young men rallied around the grown-ups that were in charge and did a thing that was indicative of what the program said it should be, which was able to beat an opponent, a successful, a powerful, known opponent on their turf when a game mattered late in the season. So at the end of Act 2, we applaud. 
We stand and we applaud. Because the act finishes on a high note, which is what we all say we want. We'll break here when we come back. We'll talk about Act 3, which is the next thing. What's next for Nebraska football? What is the next thing? Where do we want it to go and how will we get there? We'll talk about that on Locked on Huskers. Welcome back, gang. Uh, final segment. And again, we thank the folks uh, from, from Bet Online for allowing us to bring this stuff to you. USC, a one point favorite over Utah in the Pac 12. And we don't know what's next for the Pac 12. But this week, uh, they have a championship game, and it should be a good one. Of all the championship games, quite frankly, it might be the one I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, maybe the most competitive, certainly, when other championship games have point spreads of 16 and a half, 16. Uh, Pac-12 got a one point. It's got a pick game. Bravo to that, because <laughs> we deserve uh, the, those well-played championship games. Uh, again, take a moment. I applaud you. I, I lean and say thank you for subscribing. Uh, and if you're sharing the content, thank you. If you're comment, you leave your comments down in the comment section. Uh, they're always read, um, and we'll get better about responding to them, especially when they're positive comments. Um, folks that know anything about me know that um, positive comments that you know you 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 you're curious and you're not just complaining you're 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 curious and you're adding to the conversation i like to to join in and celebrate that as well uh well done for those um there we're at the time with matt rule as the new head coach that we we then say based on last year's schedule and the schedule that is in play uh what do we know about the program a lot of fans have said how they feel. And this is where this is about you. What are your questions for Matt Rule? What do you, what are your expectations of Matt Rule? Do you expect that next year is a winning season? Are you demanding a winning season? And there's a difference between the expectation of winning and the demanding that winning takes priority and focus. I've asked this question quite a few times, and I still never get the answer of what the what priority one is for Nebraska football. Because ultimately, that should be the top line of the job description for the head football coach. What is priority one? Is it the business? Because the contract is the business deal. And to say that the business allows you the resources to make the Matt Rule choice and to, to, to have the money to go and get Matt Rule or whoever it was you were going to get. The business allows that. But winning, to me, is a question. What's, what's the greater priority? What's the first thing? The thing that overrides every other decision within the football program. Is it money? Is it the student-athlete experience? Because let's remember something, and I'll get a little preachy here. Let's remember that Nebraska is going to go to the homes and living rooms and small towns of these teenagers and pitch and sell to get them to come to Lincoln to be a part of this thing. 
when they sit in the living room with mom and dad or grandmom or uncle, uncle Steve, who formerly played and has some insight and intel, what are you telling them is the focus and your offering for your child, for their child? Because that probably should be priority one. And if it's not, then you're going into people's homes and telling them lies. And you probably should. Priority one has to be shared. It has to be known. It has to be executed. It has to be followed. And you have to be accountable for it. And when you go to the homes of the, these young people, of these families, and ask them to give you their favorite child, you better tell them the truth. Because that's your brain. That is your brain. Thank you for hanging out with us here on Lockdown Huskers. Close with this. Go Big Red.